What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another great episode of the Guyao Now Show. I am, of course, your host, Bob McIntosh, and I am excited to have on my guest, uh, Coach Jason Chess, here today. Um, real, real quick intro. I met him through another connection uh, named Patrick, and um, I was actually able to speak for his marketing summit not too long ago. I believe it was just a couple months ago at this point in time. And um, yeah, I just... Uh, I, I found through our conversations, he is a wealth of knowledge because he's been doing real estate for a long time. Um, and I know for a lot of us, as we dive into real estate, um, for, for many of us right now, especially, and, and this is what um, Jason, well, I think we'll, we'll dive into is as we go into this different time than we've experienced since really the, you know, the crash in eight, nine and, and those times, um, marketing will become even more important because obviously we need to get more deals. And this guy is a master of marketing. He knows a lot about it. And you know me, or if you if you're on this, uh, if you're watching this show on the live, or if you're dropping on the podcast, you know that I, I geek out on marketing. So I always love having a fellow marketing person on because we can really dive into some really cool things. So um, yeah, so I'm I'm excited to have him on. Uh, like I said, I know he's a wealth of knowledge, and I won't steal any more of his thunder from there. So Jason, thank you for being on. Uh, I appreciate it. I need I need a, a background or a sound of a thunder, <laughs> big thunderstorm. <laughs> Hey, Bob, it's actually a pleasure being with you and everybody that's listening and tuning in right now. So I'm a person, one of my themes in life is show me how to serve. I wake up every morning, do my affirmations, do my meditations. And part of my one page affirmations is I live in gratitude and I am here to serve. So today I'm here to serve you guys in any way I can. As Bob mentioned, I've been in real estate since the dinosaurs where we were buying land for the dinosaurs. So uh, um, I have a, a little bit of knowledge here and there. So if I can share a bit or two that helps you guys make more money and do it easier and lead and lead a better life and reach your goals uh, faster. That's what I'm here for. That's perfect. And I, I think that that mental attitude uh, is very, very beneficial long term. I know it's funny for a long time. I won't say that, that I wasn't living in a serving mindset right necessarily, but I didn't necessarily have a focus on it either. Um, and so I, I think having that is great. So for, for those who don't know anything about you, tell us a little bit about your experience, your history, and kind of how you got into real estate doing what you're doing. What well, all started when I was a child. My mother, no. <laughs> um, first of all, I have to let everybody know that I, I've been called animated. I've been called a smart ass. I've been called all kinds of, uh, of words like that. So get used to it because if, if you don't like that, you know, say la vie, we are here. We're going to have some fun. Um, when did I get in real estate? I, first of all, background, I've been an entrepreneur well, since I was 25 years old. I'm in my 60s now. So I have been around, like I said, since the dinosaurs. And my whole background was uh, business and marketing. Um, and I'll tell you a quick story about Brendan Bouchard, if you remember that name. Um, I was a cocktail party at one time. And I said, Brendan, this is in his early days, seven, eight years ago. He was doing quite well for himself and he's becoming what I call the, the junior Tony Robbins. And I said, Brendan, what 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 do you um, attribute your relatively rapid rise to, um, you know, being popular and making some good money and all the other good stuff? He goes, Chase, real easy. I've always had coaches and mentors, and one coach changed my life one time. He he asked me two questions. He goes, Brendan, how many books do you read a year? And he thought for a second, he goes like, you know, maybe 25, 30, which is way above average. And uh, he goes, okay, now to, to tell me the themes of the, what you read. You read a bunch of novels or stuff like that, you know, romance novels? No. He said, I read mainly personal development and marketing and business. He goes, so Jason, and he, he said, okay, Brennan, I'm going to give you a challenge. And I challenge everybody listening in right now. If you want to be the best of the best of the best, you have to be the top percentage of 1% of people in your field. 
and I'm going to challenge you to read a book a week, 52 books a year. Because if you do that in a year or two, you're going to know so much more than pretty much anybody else out there. Somebody gets 52 books in a, in a year. Wow. So he goes, Jason, I'm going to ask you the same questions. How many books do you read a year? And I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty strong reader. And I also um, I'm read rapidly because I've taken speed reading courses. So I said about the same thing as you, Brendan. I um, read about 25, 30 books a year. And it's mainly business, personal development, marketing. And he goes, great. You're on the right track, Jason. I, I challenge you. And I'm challenging you listening in or tuning in right now uh, today to our podcast today. Not ours, but Bob's podcast today to do the same thing. I chose consciously not to own a television. So every evening I'm not watching TV or stuff like that. Um, I am reading. I'm reading two, three hours every night. So I can usually blow through a book if I want to in, uh, in anywhere from two to four hours. So that's helped me gain great knowledge. And a lot of that knowledge is in business and marketing. So that's my background. I got in real estate in 1991. Um, I was I had owned some health clubs in Los Angeles. I had sold my stock and moved out of the area. I was looking for the next uh, the next journey of my entrepreneurial journey. Uh, and I said, hmm, what can I do? What's relatively easy to capitalize? And I it really has no glass ceiling to it. And I thought real estate sales. I've always been in business and, and sales. So I got licensed in 91 within six and a half years. I put myself in the top one percent of real estate agents in the country. Um, I was living in San Jose. That price range was a little bit higher there, so it was a little bit easier. But still, you're in the top 1%, you're doing something right. And most of it is because of marketing, marketing, marketing. In real estate, there's the old um, uh, saying, location, location, location. My attitude oh, is that, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, and that that's still true. But in the real estate investing world, I call it marketing, marketing, marketing. And that applies to any entrepreneur, let alone real estate investors. So if you're doing all the right marketing, then you're um, you're doing something right because you can't help. But if you're having successful marketing to get to fill your pipeline of leads, if you've got that, most people starve and fail in real estate, either sales or investing because they don't have leads coming in. They can't find the leads. If you get the marketing finds the lead, you've got you know, one, two, three uh, leads coming into your website because of your marketing every day. You might be fortunately buried in time to make sure you're contacting all these people on an ongoing basis through your CRM. That's a whole other story. We'll get into that later. So that's I've been doing in the real estate business 31 years from a, from a realtor. And then about almost 20 years ago, I segued into real estate investing. I've done over 350 total transactions between wholesales and flips and subject twos and everything like that and sales. And so um, I live here at the beach. My theme is beach. That's why I wear beach shirts and have a beach background. I'm, I've manifested an amazing life for myself because I live here in Southern California in San Diego at the beach, and I'm just a very happy camper, and that's why I'm here to help today. Bob, next. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's perfect, and, and I think for a lot of during that that opening segment. I'm not sure if you did or not, but hey, it, it, it flowed well, so let's let's roll with it. I like it. Um, no, and I, I think that's important, right? So one of the things that. I want everyone to take away is, hey, you know, you've been in real estate for a long time. Obviously, you've done other things as well. So that, you know, other other forms of entrepreneurship always are going to inform and help you make better decisions in the next venture that you go down. But um, being in the market for a long time is is there. So I'd like for you to expand a little bit. Uh, you said, you know, the 
the location, location, location was always the adage, but you're saying, hey, maybe it's actually more marketing, marketing, marketing. So dive in more. Like what, what does that really mean for you? And um, how do you how do you, I guess, live or breathe that marketing aspect into your current business? Um, well, first of all, I'm going to do a quick little plug I, with your permission. I have this coming out in the first quarter of this next year. If you guys want to take a screen capture of that, the millionaire marketing whisper, stealth strategies for real estate investors. If you Google or go to Amazon or whatever, um, did you get that? Click, click, screenshot, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, that comes out to the first quarter. There's no, I found that there was no really good book for real estate investors. That figures, you know, small niche on marketing. Everybody talks about, you know, how, how to buy and the contracts and working with realtors and, um, and, and, and determining the comps and your repair list and all this stuff. There's all kinds of books and podcasts and things out there, but other than like you and I, Bob, um, we are marketing focused. So um, that's, like I said, coming out. So you can actually go to my website, reimarketingsuccess.com and uh, um, put your name in there to get an advance, uh, uh, be on the advanced list for that. So um, um, like I said, the what I always talk about failure rate in real estate investing. Um, you and I have both uh, gone through a certain group and uh, course uh, here in San Diego. There's some great training there, and I appreciate that. I'm I'm a I'm a sponge for knowledge, and uh, and so, but I just I just found that there wasn't that much great content out there for re specifically for real estate investors in the marketing. So that's why I'm writing the book. So. It's a failure rate. The failure rate is for three, I call it the MEM formula. And first M is for money. A lot of investors, a lot of newbie investors, I'm not sure listening in or tuning in right now. If you're thinking about getting into real estate investing or you're you're relatively new to it, or you've been in for a few years and you've done a few deals and but you want to scale bigger because there's no there's a glass ceiling in um, real estate investing, you can make nothing you can lose money or you can make a as they say a shitload of money in <laughs> investing i like the latter one but that's so much dependent on your marketing i tell people you can be average at you know um talking with sellers to find out the motivation trying to buy the con and buy buy the house from them you can be average at doing your comps you can be doing average at doing your repair list and working with contracts stuff like that but if you're really good at your marketing and you have one, two, three, four or so um, uh, methods or avenues in your marketing, then, and you have this pipeline that's always full and you get every time you go to the office or check your CRM that you're um, going, oh my God, here's three new, three new leads that came overnight because one reason, so the, the, the second one, the M is M money. Number two is education. Too many people don't spend the time getting a decent education in real estate investing and they wonder why they fail. Duh. Um, you think you want to make a lot of money, but you're not willing to invest in a coach or in uh, a training and um, good training in real estate investing is somewhat expensive. But the good news is the ROI, the return on investment is very high when you're working with high, high quality content. Bob's show is always providing great information about uh, all aspects of real estate investing, especially marketing. The last um, M is for marketing. So you're probably not going to fail, which happens to like, I've heard between 85 to 90% of people who try to get into real estate investors 
fail, and some of them unfortunately lose a fair amount of money. Um, if you if a deal goes wrong, it's real easy to lose five, ten, twenty-five, hundred thousand dollars in real estate investing, let alone the litigation that could cost another twenty-five, fifty thousand dollars. I'm not in any way being negative. I'm trying to provide you with some information, a formula that you can follow. You know, you know, yeah. Make sure that you can get the money. And yes, there are ways. Um, talk to our mutual friend Amy Majori. She's the expert in. Uh, uh, um, I'll repeat the name: Amy Majori. M A H J O O R Y. Is that right, Bob? Amy Majori. Yes, I, b I believe so. I always spell her last name wrong, but yes, right. I'll, I'll tag her. I'll tag her in this video when we when we go through, so she knows. Okay. But um, she was fortunate. I had her on my. Uh, my summit of a month or so ago. Um, and uh, Amy's just a plethora of information about finding and getting money to do your deals. Um, so that's the money thing. Second thing is education. People don't spend the time getting uh, the basics of the education. They think, oh my God, I've watched these TV shows on HGTV. Hello, HGTV. I love you. Um, but they, they simplify everything because it's an entertainment channel. Um, and um, it's not necessarily an education, getting a PhD in real estate investing is what you really kind of need. That's the education Very part. True. Last part, once again, is the marketing. And that's with the book and all the stuff that, you know, like Bob is providing with all of his content because he is so brilliant in his marketing methods and sharing of all his information, too. So when you get all those combined, the money, the education and the uh, uh, the uh, marketing aspect, you have like about a 99.999% chance of being very successful in real estate investing. The reason people don't is because they don't use the MEM formula and they, they, they said high dropout rate, 85 to 97% within the first year of trying to be a real estate investor. So that's the big picture. Yeah. What's I, I think that's, that's so true. Um, I remember, so I, I for a, a while I taught a uh, two day marketing, um, event for, for local investors. So we come to your local market, we show you, hey, this is how marketing works in your local area. And a lot of it's the same, no matter what area you are. And there's obviously some nuances here and there, but um, you can sure. apply a lot of the same techniques here and there. But one of the things I always, I would draw out for everyone, and I remember this very vividly, is like, look, this is this is your lead phone, right? And you got, you know, you got, you got potentials, you got actual leads, you got people you're talking to, people we look at their property and deals you buy. And I said, if you get good at the top of the funnel, the bottom of the funnel becomes much easier. And I remember, um, talking with a guy one time, he's like, yeah, I got my contractor to, to drop his price from 40,000 this rehab to uh, 29,000. I was like, okay, so you saved, you know, $11,000, which is great. Don't get me wrong. Like that's straight money going to your pocket. But I'm guessing you probably had to beat the crap out of the guy to get him down that price. He's probably not super happy about it. I said, so you made an extra $11,000. All right. What's your profit on this deal going to be? He's like about 35,000. I was like, okay, so that's a, that's a solid deal. Right. Um, I said, now what would happen if you, instead of spending... What's that? That depends on where you live. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. He he lived in a in a in a lower price market, like average home price, like two hundred fifty thousand, three hundred thousand, somewhere in that range. So you know, pretty pretty good. Yeah. Um, and so, um, he, uh, in this case, I was like, okay, so you make thirty five thousand on one deal. You hammered your guy down for eleven thousand. What if instead of hammering him down, you spent all that time focused on marketing, and you were able to get one extra deal? um that you made you know in factoring in your eleven thousand that you would have lost on this one so maybe you only make you know twenty uh, twenty five thousand instead you still almost doubled the amount of money you made by focusing on the top of the funnel versus the bottom and i think that's something that a lot of people get backwards in my mind at least anyways it's like hey if you can get really good at marketing that's where the benefit is going to drive all the rest of the aspects of your business
Yeah, that's a really good point. I feel that um, so many, especially newer risk investors, since they have so few leads coming in, they become desperate. And I also relate this to real estate agents. Are there any real estate agents slash investors on the, on the tuning in right now? Is that because of um, it's the same Robin's research a few years ago did a, a survey, eight, uh, eight, 86% of realtors are out of the business within 18 months. And because real estate sales is very similar to real estate investing because you have to know contracts and you have to know, you know, the communications and the skills and, uh, and the sales ability, let alone all the other working with title and other realtors and the inspectors and everything else. It's, it's very similar to real estate investing because they're, they're, in the, they're in the same house. It's a duplex in the same house. So, um, uh, and they don't do their marketing either. All of a sudden when they get their license, stuff, they go to all their friends and say, Hey, I got a real estate license. I got here. I'll think about selling a house or I need to buy a house. They do that and they get the first deal done. But during that whole time from the, from the contact point to the actual closing could be a minimum of one to two months and maybe as much as several months. I was uh, on fire when I first got my real estate license. I got one deal done in my first year. <laughs> but I got a coach and that made all the difference. And I was a good listener and I, I closed this up and used both these puppy dogs. And uh, I said six and a half years later, I was in the top 1% of agents in the country. So my first suggestion is not because Bob and I both have coaching businesses, um, hire a coach because the coach knows what everybody needs to do. So instead of you spending so much time reading all the books and listening to all the podcasts and, and the contracts and the scripts and the sales and the, and the comps and everything else like that, work with your coach and the coach is going to shrink your time down to a month or two or three instead of maybe a year or two to get it to know as much knowledge because they know what to do what not to do so people always come up to me at conferences when i'm speaking or whatever and they're going chasing if you could do it all over again what would you do different i would hire a coach from day one because Absolutely. they become your partner not only, not only from the, the me the education perspective but also helping you find the money helping you do all the marketing and you're you're um, most people start because they don't get a first deal done the first six months to a year because they don't know enough. And there's the whole mindset fear factor, which I work on, too, with my clients, that um, um, when you have somebody by your side that has this plethora of information, you, you, your confidence level goes up and, you're, and that person is also your accountability factor going, I want this is your homework. I want this done by next week. And you're going, oh, my God, the coach says I got to do this. And all of a sudden, you're writing contracts left and right. And all of a sudden, you get in the contract in maybe a week or two on a good property because there are certain methods to do that, marketing methods to do that. And uh, um, and then all of a sudden, you might have a deal in the contract in two, three weeks versus a year or two. You would probably have dropped out and failed by that time. So I can't emphasize enough. If you're going to spend your money uh, getting a Ph.D., a master's or Ph.D., not literally, um, in real estate investing, hire a good coach. It'll be the best money you can invest in.
Yeah, I totally, totally agree. So let, let's talk a little bit more about actual marketing then. So right now, given the current conditions, market, what we see, what do you feel like is some of the best, most effective, or even cost-effective marketing that someone could, could execute? Because there's lots of different kinds of marketing, right? Like had we just published as part of this group, um, 117 places to find property. So there's a lot out there, but not all of them are created equal. So from your mind, from your perspective, what are some of the better ones that people should be focused on? You know, I've never been asked that question before. Um, <laughs> and that is one of the most, well, that is one of the most uh, um, profound questions that uh, during an interview that can be asked, because as if you're newer to the, the real estate investing field, you're going, oh, God, I've just kind of lost in space. Where do I even begin? And I said, there's all that intimidation and fear factor going, oh, my God, I'm, I'm afraid of screwing up and getting a lawsuit and losing money. Um, I said, that, I'm, I'm off the coaching uh, bandwagon. Um, it is for information only. Yes, I am a coach. Bob's a coach. Two great, great people to do. But um, it's, it's not a pitch. It is literally the smartest thing you can do is do that. Um, getting to, I actually, um, here I have my chapters da, 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 of my book and i've actually kind of um, uh, greenlined the ones um that uh, are most important to me because one, here's like 50 51 chapters in the book at this point and um everybody says here another mistake they make when you get into the mem the money part it's not the money to find the um the property and pay for the properties and get them under contract it's the money that unfortunately too many newer entrepreneurs um and that's a mistake in itself you, when you're a newer entrepreneur you don't know what you don't know um you have to have enough money i always I, I always express to people that are thinking about getting into real estate or in the newer phase i said how much money do you have capital to capitalize your business and many times i get kind of deer in the headlights like huh type thing and that's okay because you're I, I was a new one everybody's a new entrepreneur at some time in their life um we all start in that same point of like wait, wait what do you mean? <laughs> I have no idea what the flip i'm doing where do i even begin um so uh my first thing is bandit signs because i'm i'm gonna what i'm gonna talk about for the next couple minutes is to find methods marketing methods to use that are low cost and as high roi as possible so you're going to invest five you know an average bandit sign you're going to probably order 25 to 50 at the get-go, banditscience.com, whatever. Just do a Google search on Bandit Science. It'll, you can probably buy them, including the eight stakes that go in. It will, uh, I don't want to go into too many de details because I want to get as much marketing information as I can do it. But Bandit Science are dirt cheap. Number one, watch out for liability because a lot of uh, uh, um, cities have ordinances in sign ordinances, and they have the sign police out there. Um, I know. I've been called many times. Um, and ask me how I, I know this. Yeah, ask me how I know this. <clears throat> so, but so be careful because um, I, I always want everybody to be um, in the realm of legality. So you don't want to get fined. You don't want to go to jail. The, the, the sign police are not going to send you to jail. But that's the good news. So, um, bad signs are usually maybe have them custom printed. You know, we buy houses, the case may be the phone number. Um, uh, the name of your company doesn't really matter. And you really don't want that on there. You just want we buy houses and the and a phone number to go to. I want the phone number going to a recording. Um, so you never pick up that line live because if it is the sign police, they're going to ask you like, hey, dude, they're giving you notice that you can't do this. And uh, so just, you know, so make it go to a recording. 
Um, and here's the here's the some details, some tricks of the trade and sign uh, bandit signs or, or, or you know the signs. If you don't know bandit signs, these are the plastic um, corrugated signs. You use the plastic ones because sometimes it rains, sometimes it snows. You want to make sure that uh, it's not going to be destroyed. And these things are like usually like um, uh, 18 by 24, and because they're corrugated, they're they're you know solid on the uh, both sides and do both sides of back and front. They have H stakes that go into it. You just stick those in the ground, or you can carry a, along with you a kind of a, a smallish ladder that brings you up, you know, to the sign is maybe on the telephone pole with a good uh, a commercial stapler type thing. You put it so high that the, the sign people have a really hard time getting the sign down because usually if they do go, they'll go out and collect your signs and throw them away. Um, it's cost of doing business. You put them on a telephone pole or sold this up high where they can't reach it, they have a much harder time doing it. So once again, if it's the, your law, you choose whether you want to um, abide by the law or try to, you know, find why well, the, the attorney said, you know, at one time, always look for the loophole. So getting out bandit signs. The bandit signs are cheap. They're relatively effective. Where you put them, when you put them out is really important. The, the signage police, are only out there they work 95 like most governments they don't work on uh, friday night through sunday night so the smartest thing i learned was to put the signs out on a friday night after five o'clock and then take them down it's a little bit more labor intensive whether you're doing it you're hiring somebody a local high school kid or somebody else to do it for you um you take them down on sunday evening after sunset because they you don't see as much you know it's not it's dark you can't see them so and do that every week on a consistent basis on high traffic intersections and you can't help but have people call you yeah you always have a, on your on your recording the number it goes to it always goes to recording and always has a caller id hint hint that you can track where the call comes from because sometimes people won't leave a message but you track the caller id you can always call them up from a different phone so if you do happen to call the signage police people um make you uh you know, you can just go and you can hang up and they usually don't have a caller ID function in their in their in their phone system. So to get around that. So that's once again, do what you feel is right and legal and legitimate. If you don't feel comfortable, if you do have sign thing, don't do it. But a lot of investors have made bajillions of dollars by stupid two dollars and fifty cent sign bandit signs out there. So my first suggestion is use bandit signs because it's so cheap and it's relatively um, um, effective. There's always uh, the effectiveness level versus the cost level. You can spend a ton of money on Facebook ads and Google ads. That's another marketing um, um, method you can use. But that, you know, here's your cost level. It can, you can get into some deep money there. Um, and there's all kinds of other more expensive ways to go. Um, but my attitude is, this question is, how can I, as affordably as possible since I'm new um, or newer or want the highest ROI, if you get you get the stake and the sign, you put it out there, somebody calls, and you just you do a wholesale for ten thousand dollars or a flip for twenty five, thirty five thousand dollars. What's the ROI return on investment on that? Oh my God, it's crazy. So I'm um, starting out here. Um, number and two other part of your infrastructure. And this is getting back to your capitalization. I never finished that question. I'll go there real quick, quickly. Um, most entrepreneurs and not just real estate investors are. They fail because they are undercapitalized. 
in that first MEM, the money part, money to buy the houses, but you also have to have money to run your business. So many people are, um, they work the 95, they're working a job, and they're trying to do real estate investing on the side because they haven't got enough money to capitalize their business to do it right. So I always tell people, when I meet them in the conferences or whatever the case may be, um, I always ask them, how much money have you saved that you can invest in your business? And they're going, well, I, maybe 500 to $1,000, maybe two, maybe 5,000 on the higher end. Um, and that that's fine. But the more money you have to capitalize your marketing and your business and creating the infrastructure to um, have the leads come into and track the leads with you through your CRM, et cetera, um, you need some money to be able to do that. A lot of people think, really? I didn't think about that. That's all. Um, uh, and it should be in your business plan and in your marketing plan. So and that's a whole another hint, 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 marketing plan, business plan in writing. There's your homework. Um, then so then you get into the uh, the second book question is, is a two part question on the money thing. Do you have enough money saved to if you can quit your job, you have an extra. How much money do you need to pay all your bills on a, on a monthly and then yearly basis? Do you have enough money saved to not only fund you know, and capitalize your business, do you have enough money saved to live on while you get this thing going? Because too many people, there's only so much time in the day. If you don't want to work 40 hours and you work jo a job and then another 20, 30, 40 plus hours in your business, um, then you don't, you just, you get so burned out that you're might fail. Because very of that. quickly. <clears throat> very quickly. Yeah, very quickly. So that's once again, another reason why people fail MEM money, education and marketing. So, cause they haven't got all this stuff planned out. Once again, hint, hint, written business plan and as part of that your biggest section should be your marketing plan which we're talking about today next uh, two two things you have to have a website bob do you know anybody that creates websites for real estate investors i just so <laughs> happen to know a couple people and by a couple really? people i mean me and my business partner <laughs> right. who thought this is a, a bm uh that might be in that realm in other words i'm hinting if you don't know bob that well Yes, you guys have a website building um, business, right? That for mainly for real estate investors. Is that accurate? Yes. Yes, it is. Well, I love this guy. He's smart. Take advantage of him. So um, you have to have a website. How are you going to create all these leads from your banner sites, whatever other marketing tools you're going to be using? You have to have this funnel that Bob talked about. As part of this big fat funnel, you have all these different marketing tools um, set up in the beginning and start, hint, hint, start with only one or two or three, like banner signs making sure it's part of your for your business infrastructure that you have a website that's really well done don't well well done don't skimp on a, hiring a good website developer that specializes in real estate investing bob go to bob um <laughs> one part of that is you know I, I ask people you know do you have a crm and uh, sometimes i get a deer in the headlights on that one too crm customer relations management is a software tool that you can buy. There are free ones out there. Just Google CRM um, for real estate investors. There's a more specified uh, in that arena. And um, now, Bob, as I recall, once again, I, I don't have a photographic memory. Um, do you have a CRM as part of your website development program? Yes. Yeah, we can offer a CRM and a website because I know how important it is. Like you was talking about that funnel, right? You got all these marketing up top. Well, what do you do with all these leads? How do you keep track of it? How do you make sure something doesn't fall through the cracks and you lose out on a potential opportunity that could be 10, 20, 30, $50,000. And that's where that CRM is going to come in handy. 
And for those of you not knowing what the CRM, it basically is an application software program that tracks, I call it my, my uh, chase it, here's what you're doing today, GPS. Um, every morning you go into your office, or your, wherever your home office or an office office, and you pull up your CRM, it tells you, chase it, here's what you're doing today. Here's all the people you need to follow up on because as you start your marketing, your your list of people that you're marketing to is growing and growing and growing every day. So when you first start out, you might only have one or two or three people in your CRM that you need to follow up with because once again, hint, hint, you think um, naively, some people think, oh my God, if somebody called from a bandit sign, they, they want to sell the house right now, this hour, and I'm going to make $50,000 on it. It doesn't work that way. You have to build. This if only funnel. it did, though. If only it did. <laughs> oh, that's why they created lottery tickets. You know, ding, ding, ding. no, 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 no. So anyway, you. Um, the point is, you have to build up all these leads coming in because nobody, rarely, really, rarely, does somebody get hold of you through your website, your bandit site, through your market stuff, and you contact them. And sometimes they might even contact you directly if it's set up that way, and says, "Oh my God, Jason." I'm in a desperate situation. I'm I'm uh, I just inherited a house. It's a probate situation. I'm 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 ready to get married. I want to be uh, have my bride just ready to ask her to marry me. But I want to buy a really nice ring, and I want to take on a really nice honeymoon. And this, I'm talking about going to Europe for three weeks, and that's going to cost us about twenty five thousand dollars. The ring gets about twenty five thousand dollars. So I am motivated. I need to sell my house that I just inherited for free as quickly as possible. Can you help me out? And you're going <laughs> type thing. It doesn't happen. It's once in a rare, rare moon does that ever happen. When it does, you just go ka-ching. But you have to build up all your leads, which goes into your CRM. So when you start every morning, it tells you exactly what you're doing that day. You need to call this person, this person, this person, this person, because you build up this list. And after a month or two or six or so, you've got you might be contacting you or hint hint delegation, one of my favorite words, have salespeople when you get to the point that you can if you have the capitalization to hire great salespeople that can be on a commission basis only, hint, hint, um, that they get paid when you get paid. Um, that's a whole other infrastructure perspective. But somebody has to be contacting these leads on an on ongoing basis because many times a lead comes in on January 1st and they aren't ready to go until August 30th. And if you're not staying in touch with them with phone calls and emails and texting and doing here's going on that you want to be top of mind. So when they're thinking, oh my God, I, I got to contact somebody that I want to sell my house to. Chasen knew like he got this guy knew what he was talking about. He's really nice. He has the experience. He seems really legitimate and authentic. He's not going to try to rob me. Like some real estate investors don't rob people, give them a fair deal. Don't be, um, uh, avaricious. I think is the word. Um, don't be greedy. Pigs get fat. Hogs get slaughtered. Old farm, farm saying so um give them a reasonable deal make a good profit on it but don't don't rape somebody because that's just tacky too many investors out there do that so um so anyway, your crm tells you everything what to do and so versus <laughs> quick story when i first got in real estate i i, I crms really went out there because that was like 1991 and so there's another newer agent myself we were working in the bay area around in san jose and uh so we created, I had what I call my black box. It was literally a little black box, metal box for index cards. And that was my CRM at the time. And I would call dogs doing cold calling and door knocking and all kinds of stuff to, to get my real estate business, sales business off the ground. And, uh, and, and, uh, and she was doing the same thing. 
but she had a black box, but she never followed up. I had my black box was basically um, uh, one through 31 and January through um, um, December. So every day I would come in and I look at that day as like you know, December 20th, whatever today is, and say, here are these little index cards with their name, their address, their phone number, um, emails weren't around then. Um, nobody's using them. So, um, and then I would contact them, follow up, follow up, follow up, and uh, right place, right time. So I asked her, it was like six months into, I said, no, for, you know, I've been luckily doing it. I, I was the t- number one listing agent of my agents, around 35, 40 agents in my office in the first six months of my business. Um, but they weren't selling because it was a down market, whole other story, but I had the most listings of anybody else because of all the follow-up. I asked her, I said, no, for how's your doing? She goes, Jason, I just had aha yesterday. I have all these leads. And she showed me her black box. It was stacked full of index cards. She goes, I made the mistake of not calling them back. I was so focused on calling, 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 and creating new leads that I forgot to um, call them back. And I started calling people back just this last week. And of the, you know, whatever leads I had, I talked to eight people that ended up selling their house. And they didn't use me because I forgot to call them back. And she oh, almost this close to dropping out of the business. She was so depressed because it's all about follow up, follow up, follow up. And that's what your CRM does. So those are the two basics in your infrastructure. You're just having a great website, right, Bob? And your CRM, right, Bob? Go to that guy. He'll make it happen. So um, so there we go. What's next? Yeah. No, I think this is perfect. And, and you know, I, uh, we're kind of approaching our, our time limit. So I want to be respectful of everyone's time because we know what they come in here for. Um, no, but this is good. And guys, it, uh, something I want to reiterate real quick, because I know some of you watching or listening um, may be more experienced investors who have been doing this for a while. But I want you to ask yourself right now, um, how, you know, are you doing bandit signs or not? And if not, why not? Right. And there might be a legitimate reason. Maybe you tried it in the past. It didn't work. Maybe you try it again. Like you were saying, it's pretty inexpensive. Just buy a few, throw them out, see what happens. Right. What's, what's the worst case? You don't get any more deals. OK, it's a sunk cost at that point in time. But the, the reality is, if you put them out there, you're likely to get some phone calls. It just it, it always works. Um, and then the second question to ask yourself is, am I using a CRM and website to their and, and when I say using, if you either a don't have one, obviously you need to stop for a second and go, why? Or B, if you have one, ask yourself, am I utilizing it to the right effect? Is all the things that that um, Jason just talked about, are, am, am I doing those things? Am I following up? Am I executing all those things? And if not, then the question is, why not? Um, and like anything, right, get help. If you need my help or my team's help, reach out. You need his help, reach out. Like that's the whole whole point is the, the coolest thing I think about real estate when I look at it as a as the bigger picture is that it's one of the few businesses where we all truly can help each other um, in an effective way. Like some businesses, right? It's like, no, like my competition is my competition. And if I help them, I'm losing. Like there, there is, there is some businesses where that's the case, but real estate is not that way at all. Right. Cause there's plenty of times where I could buy a deal from you. You could buy a deal for me. I don't have time for this or I don't have the budget or the capital or the whatever. Right. Um, and so we all can actually help each other grow. And the better that we do that together, the more we all grow. And that's part of what this show is, is not just to say, Hey, let me bring on awesome people with great knowledge. Like we just had right here and experience, but also to say, hey, you know, who can I plug into? How do I learn more? How do I grow? So that uh, in his, uh, as you're saying, your MEM formula, education, right? It doesn't have to always be a coach or um, a, a formal training program. Sometimes it can be something as good as this. It can be a book, like he was saying, read a bunch of books. Lots of ways to get education. Um, the most important thing is to focus on education and the aspects that are going to improve and move your business forward. So Jason, thank you so much for sharing all this information. I think this is great. And I think 
you know, uh, even though even for some of you who might have been around for a while, you might say, oh, this seems basic. I would ask you and challenge you, how are you doing on your fundamentals? Because that's really how you're going to do that. Like, look at every every successful sports team. And one of the things most of their coaches have them focus on is the fundamentals. Why? Because if you master those, you're going to master the game all the time. Absolutely. So, Jason, thank you. Words thank of great words of wisdom. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks for being on. Truly appreciate it. Where can folks check you out? I mean, obviously, I know you said uh, your, your book's coming out and go to reimarketingsuccess.com. Uh, is that the correct site? Yes, reimarketingsuccess.com is my website. There's all kinds of information there. You can plug in, uh, go to the, the book tab, and you can actually sign up. We'll get an email. We'll have a, creating a list when the book is released in the first quarter of this next year, which is right around the corner, um, uh, that, that uh, we will notify you. And it's going to be all amusing Amazon print-on-demand. So uh, you can get it like you know, in a couple of days. So you can go there. Um and uh, my, my generic email address is my name, Chasen, and it's spelled, well, you see it on the screen there, Chasen Chess. Go to chasenchess.com or you can go to chasen at chasenchess.com for my business. Um, that's when you get hold of me. And uh, that's it. There's, I'm, I'm all over Facebook, all over uh, you can Google me, I show up and stuff like that. So uh, I'm about ready to start a whole new. Um, video cast that's uh, being called REI Marketing Minutes. So that'll be launching in January and it'll be short, succinct, one to five minutes uh, jumping in on every aspect of marketing. So I'm just kind of taking all the information from the book and narrowing it down to just little chunks that you can, you know, we live in a microwave, got to have a yesterday society. So uh, it's, it's, it's uh, tidbits that are are powerful and succinct. So that comes out in January too. It'll be on YouTube under REI Marketing Minutes. So yeah, that once again, I'm here. I'm hopefully I've helped you uh, listening in today or watching today provide some kind of information that's helpful to your business. And uh, so thank you, Bob, so much for having me on. So I can share. Absolutely. Thank you. And for each and every one of you uh, listening to the podcast, watching the live cast and the group, truly appreciate you having here. As always, your time is the most valuable thing you can share. So I appreciate it. I do only have one favor, one payment you can make to, for, for the, listening to this. And that's go tell a friend, let them know about this show. If you're like, Hey man, they're, they're wanting to get into real estate. They're thinking about it or they're struggling with their marketing. Share this episode with a friend, let them know to come join the group and, and check it out. If you're not a part of the group, hop in as well. As always, it's a great community of awesome people sharing knowledge, information and growth. Um, and look, at the end of the day, um, this is a totally free thing that we do. Um, you know, but, you know, Chasing wasn't wasn't paid to be here. Um, I, I'm not, you know, getting paid to be here. It's not like I, I, you know, obviously my my company does this kind of stuff. We put it on, but at the end of the day, this is to help you guys grow because I know, as does he, that if we help each other grow, um, it will reciprocate back. As he talked about at the beginning of, uh, actually, I think it was the beginning of this episode, talking about a servant mindset, right? How can I serve? We talked about a lot of things, so I'm hoping I'm getting it all right. Um, that servant mindset. And uh, I, I think that's always a, a great way to look at things. So I'm excited uh, for this to pop out. And as always, thank you all for tuning in. Chasen, thank you for being here. Truly appreciate your time. Pleasure. Once again, here to serve. Guys, go out and rock it. Make 2023 your best year ever. You can do it. Make it happen. Love it. Take it easy, everyone. Have a great week. And we'll see you again on another episode next week. 
This podcast is sponsored by 3 Degrees Consulting. If you need funnels, websites, paid ads management, or help with any of your digital marketing, 3 Degrees Consulting is your go-to source for everything. Check them out at www.go3dc.com. That's G-O, the number three, D is in degrees, C is in consulting.com. Go check them out right now.